Guts Over Fear podcast, hosted by Matthew Cullen and Brian Warner. No ads, no subscription fees, and no filter. Available on all major podcast platforms now. Follow on Twitter at Guts Over Fear IE. Fighting out of the red corner. The notorious Connor Well, who the fuck is that guy? Conor McGregor. <laughs> you know, fucking clown, isn't he? What, like, the, he's a bully, like. Or he's a bully, but the funny thing I found, right, he's asking for the two-on-one boxing match, and he's saying, an aid of bullying. Charities, like, this is the stupidest yeah. fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, exactly. And he, he, he he's just being fucking sarcastic. Like, he's picking on, like, you know, Paul McGraw, like, uh, in fairness, like, banning three, uh, two of them out of his three pubs is not good for business at all, is it? And plus, <laughs> like, he, he like, this now on somebody with mental health problems. Have you heard his uh, sister's uh, voice clip? The witch? His sister's uh, voice clip. <clears throat> Your sister's? No, Conor McGregor's sister. Oh, no, wait, what was it? Like, you know, screaming on the phone, that fucking lucky you. You don't know what I've been through. You know, all about some dog grooming. Yeah, and what are you saying? The sister's gone mad at him, Conor McGregor, like? No, the sister's gone mad at her dog grooming fucking... Someone from the dog room. Oh, okay. Um, dad, dad, what a family. What What a family. Did you ever see the dad, did you? Yeah, did you ever see the dad? No. Oh, the coinage. The, the, the coinage. I wear uh, a slim fitted suit. I have no uh, I've no room for coinage. Yeah, you yeah. know, because Dope you put in a 20 euro, a crispy 20 euro note into the, the dark train station. And and then the ma with the black face, did you see that? That's what I was about to say to you. The ma seems to be um, very quiet, but I never heard anything about the ma, but obviously you just did. Um, but yeah, and do you know what pisses me off as well? They lived their life on the dole, the social welfare. Do they? You know, they did actually, before Connor got some money. Oh, right, so they, came, he, they came from that. Yes, so he opens to that, like he says in all the interviews. And fair play to him from coming from that to what he is now. Where well, is he now, though, well, right? be honest yeah what, what is he you know? know he's a he's actually a fucking wanker i don't even know no i always call he's proper 12 tap out 12 you know yeah i never heard of the fuck at the like his fifth fight or something people were talking about him. so fucking what like and then yeah it's a bit funny at the time what yeah he had like he had the opportunity to be a great irish hero yeah, he did he, he, his interviews were so funny his fights then were brilliant. And then after that, like, you see him on, in nightclubs, coked out his head and, you know, getting speeding tickets in Ireland and not giving a fuck. And he basically thinks he's bigger than the country. Yeah, I am Ireland. Fucking idiot. And the thing is, right, he asked these two, right, PJ and McGrath, right, for the fight. And did I not dawn on him, like, one's a footballer, one's a comedian. How about I, I challenge him to football or stand-up comedy or something? Nah, I'll challenge him to the fighting, which he's not real good at anyway. He used to be good at fighting. And then it's boxing, so you couldn't have given him a chance with boxing because he's 100% defeated record in boxing. No, he lost at boxing. That's what I mean, 100% defeated record. So he gave them a chance with that. Uh, And and to be fair, he might have actually lost that two on one. Who's to say he would have won? I reckon JP will have him. I reckon JP will have him. I think with the two of them, one of them just ding ding bell goes, one just waves a bag of coke, and when McGregor <laughs> runs to grab the coke, the other jumps behind, fucking sleep a hold, ding ding, it's over. Oh, you know, remember the old, uh, I was just thinking, uh, a lumberjack match. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, and, and the wrestling, they used to have all these people around the ring. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Have the whole so, McGregor family so, around the ring. and No, no, not McGregor family. No, no, no. I've got, I've got one better. So they have um, McGrath and Gallagher in the ring, yeah? And they're fighting Connor, and they have to throw him over to the Lumberjacks. And the Lumberjacks is all the women that he slept with. Slept with, you yeah. Uh, yeah, you know. Voluntarily, you know, or? You know the way he's been in the, 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 the news about, oh, McGregor slept with this woman, or McGregor has been with this woman, or this woman's pregnant for McGregor's baby. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there was a lot of uh, media about him sleeping with every woman on the planet. So if you round up all the women that he actually slept with and put them around the ring and just throwing them out, basically you're throwing them out to the wolves, you know, and let the women just kick the show out, you know, because he's probably done that enough times in his career anyway. Yeah, he is a fucking woman. He should be out there with them. Like, you hadn't heard Conor McGregor for months in. And now because a comedian just had a little... He's a comedian. Mm. He had a little... um. It's a joke there to say, look, you can keep this one, which maybe is true. You can have him. Yeah, yeah. anyone can, you know, anyone that wants him can have him. Ireland doesn't because, need him. Yeah, and you know what pisses me off? Because we have a great hero in Ireland. Uh, it's Katie Taylor, you know. And, and Paul McGrath. And Paul McGrath. Yeah, Paul McGrath, yeah. But think about it, like this day and age now, who knows Paul McGrath? Yeah, but legend, you know? legends don't though. Everyone knows Paul McGraw. Anyone, every, look here, Conor McGregor's in the news because he fucking mentioned Paul McGraw. McGregor's yeah. fucking nothing. My <laughs> man wouldn't even. You know, there's a lot of a lot of people that don't even know who Conor McGregor is. I think that the most important hero in right now in Ireland is Katie Taylor, and I don't think she gets the platform she deserves because she's a female. Because she's not whacking coke or slagging off people with mental health. Yeah, and, I, and also she's a female. You know, because the fact that men, if this was a a male boxer doing what she has done to the, the sport. You know, it'd be blasted all over the buses and blah. She does get a lot of uh, publicity and and apparently I she's been she she, billed as the... she should be bigger. Like her platform should be bigger. Now, maybe she wants this kind of platform. She doesn't want to go as big like Conor McGregor with his whiskey and his clouding brands and all this show. Maybe this was offered to her and she kind of turned it down because... She's not here for the money and things like that. She just loves the sport and she gets paid enough money to, you know, to continue in the sport. But, um, Who talks like uh, Conor McGregor? Where did he get that accent? Like a robot or something? <laughs> I'm, no, not, that's not the Crumlin accent. When he's on interviews <laughs> and all, he's like, I, I'm, I, I live in Ireland, in Dublin. He talks like a fucking robot. I don't know. Do you know I, I, think probably, I think it's because he's talking to his nose, really, isn't it? You know, probably too much fucking coke up there anyway. He does fucking... Between him and know, fucking Leo... Uh, the Bradacker, they're doing a fucking tag team and embarrassing the country. I think. They, it's when I when I read it at first, I like when I read like when I go up onto my Google um, search, it comes up, you know, these little headlines mm. in the news, and some of them I read. But every time it comes to that fucking gab show, I'll probably just read the headline. And someone actually posted on Facebook, and I just clicked into it, and I just clicked out again, and I was like, I better fucking read up on this to see what the story is, you know. Yeah. And then when I read up about it, I'm like. To go against somebody's mental health issue, what a prick. Yeah. I mean, regardless how big their mental health was or how little it was, you know, what a prick, especially if the sister's going through it as well. If your sister's going through mental health and you're sitting there cracking about somebody else's uh, mental health, you have to be a fucking proper prick. But he might be himself, you know, the way he goes on, there's something not right there. The whole family, I suppose, you know. You can go about the dad the way they go on. I mean, yeah, you get money, you can be one or two people, you know. You can be a good person or a freak. And I don't know, I don't think they're really good people, to be honest. 
Even the, even though Artie give he gives money to charity, and I can't give a fuck. That doesn't mean anything. You can't. That doesn't excuse you. I'll give you a license to be a scumbag. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like you see the way he was uh, when he went to court there about speeding fine. Yeah. And he he's throwing the shapes. He's little walk that he does, like you know, and he's a. Uh, Jumping into the car and he's speeding up to say, fuck you and you're fine, you know, fuck this country, I'm bigger in this country, I'm Conor, my fucking McGregor. Well, what happened, you know? do you remember the time he was in court a couple of months ago and uh, he was up on a speeding fine or a dangerous driving, I don't know, something like that, some stupid shit. Yeah. But uh, he, uh, his solicitor got up and, and said he has an idea to work or to do something for the Gardaí that... Uh, in other words, to get away with it, and it's probably uh, I'll teach us how to fight, you know. Probably, uh, no, I, I probably wouldn't even say that because um, others, uh, I'd say he probably was getting them a few pounds. It was fucking bullshit. I, I wouldn't get oh. away with that, and neither would you. Like, uh, uh, Judge, we're, we're waiting on the DPP to get back to let us know if uh, this little idea I have will get me off this, you know. I could do something <laughs> for you, you know, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was on uh, in work, I was in the response chief, yeah. Yeah, we got a call, mm. and uh, to go up to I think it was Cheverstown, if I'm not mistaken, and the kids are playing fucking chicken with the tram. Now, if you're playing chicken with the tram, I don't know what's more an emergency than that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, someone could fucking die, you know. Mm. So I shot up. Me and my colleague, I don't even know who was with me. I think it was JP. Uh, Paddy, Paddy was with me. Paddy was with me. That's right. And um, we shot up, and the speed van right, caught me. Hmm. Doing 60, I think it was doing 65 in a 50. Now, this um, part of the Belgar comes from 80 to 50 to 65, yeah? Hmm. So I was kind of in, in between, like, you know, like, I don't know why. But I went past uh, the 50 zone, you know, I went into the 50 zone and I was doing 65. And I got there and I got a speeding for uh, 80 euro plus three penalty points. And obviously, the company didn't fucking help me out either. But you know, I went to like, didn't go to court and say, Your Honor, like, you know, I was in work, help me out, I'll give you some hello money. You know, I can't Yeah. So we don't get away with all that fucking shit. Like, you know, it's just. No, and to be fair, it's justified you got that fine because uh, you're not in a, you're not an emergency vehicle. It's a fucking crappy little jeep belonging to a security company with orange lights on the top. I don't even know what that's yeah, about. But, but it does give it, you the false sense that you're in response. No one yeah. tells you not to stick to the speed limit, but no one says don't either, or no one says do, you know? But Yeah, but in fairness, I didn't really think, I wasn't intention to break the speed limit. It was the fact that some of that road is 80 kilometers as well. And I didn't realize it broke down to 50 kilometers after that. I thought the whole road was 80 kilometers. And then where, where they sit, the, where the, the speed van sits, you know, it's just right underneath the 50 kilometers up. You know, so they could fucking get you, you know. Yeah. But the, the main point, I didn't get a fucking way away. I got loud speeding fines. I never got away with them. Um, but this fella goes around, throwing the shapes around, throwing his fucking hello money around and getting away with everything. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. And he's a dickhead and he's an embarrassment as well. And don't be going around saying, I am Ireland. You're not, you're not even fucking part of them. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's fucking, I remember him slapping the head off that fucking old fella in his pub. Yeah, we heard that guy had something to say about this as well. He's a, basically, he's a fucking yeah. dick. He's a dick. He right down fucking, well. All because he didn't want to take one of his drinks. He doesn't drink whiskey. He's a lagerman. Who supports McGregor? Anyway, I don't really think I've met many people. Same with Radica. I don't meet people that like 
these people or support them. Well, so where did they a all lot of people in? A lot of people do support uh, Conor McGregor, but he has a massive big fan base over in America. For what? What does he even do? Well, they obviously love him like as a UFC for what he done to the UFC. In fairness, like he he did bring up the UFC to be bigger than what it is. Like most of the people in Ireland probably didn't even know about UFC to Conor McGregor step into the octagon. Oh no! And what would have happened? In, in fairness, <laughs> I was I was at Abbey Street. Yeah, and a, a lot of Americans got off the tram, hmm. and they were like, "Hey, can you tell me where Conor McGregor's gym is?" I was like, "What?" I said, so he goes, I'm trying to get to uh, Conor McGregor's gym. I said, where do you want to go to see that fucking gobshite for, you know? And uh, the Americans were like, um, oh, he's big over in the States. You know, he's not big in Ireland. I'm like, me personally, I don't like him. He was a great fighter. Mm. But he fucking stinks. Like, like, double standard. Like, slagging off fucking JP and his mental health ways. His whole family has mental health problems. And then, obviously... You know, I was trying to stand up for bullying, but going around bullying an old man because he doesn't drink whiskey. You know, he's just an absolute fucking... Ah, oh, he's an absolute gobshite. And to sit there and say, oh, you just won this one. You know, like, because he knew, like, where can you go? You can't go back from this one. You in can't his, in his video in his video yesterday, yeah, he, he was like, oh, he was good. He was, well, he played that, will he? Yeah, go and play there. Just, uh, yeah, this is the one he done yesterday, sarcastically admitting defeat. Here we go. I probably wouldn't have thought that was Conor McGregor. Yeah, well, he's taking the piss. He, does, he he means it because his sponsors are something up his arse, and he's like, without sponsors, he'd nothing. Like he'd lose all his money anyway. So he's 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 a bitch that's owned by companies, acting like he isn't until he is. And so he's being told, yeah. take a step back there, or you can fuck off. And he I does think that. What it is is like you know you're you know take a step back because you're you're slagging off mental health. You nasty little prick, man. What what even height is this fucker? He's, I think he's very small. I think, I think he's five six or something. We put it into perspective. He done a bit of fighting for a couple of years and won a few matches and then lost and lost and lost. You know what I mean? So what what is that? That's not a fucking hero of the country. That's not a legend. Um, that's some dude like is it? That's a blip in the fucking history books of even. No, but in fairness, like to him, like it was like. Yeah, in fairness to him, he uh, he was good in the UFC. But what does that mean? Paul McGrath was good in uh, fucking for playing for Ireland for all them years. What's what's he getting for that? Oh, no, obviously, um, Paul McGrath has been a fucking hero for Ireland. You know, um, one one of the many. Oh, I think the way it is now with social media, you know, um, it's a lot bigger and. With Connor, he did. He brought a lot of money and a lot of fan base to the UFC. Yeah, but I'm saying that UFC, it's not right to you and me and people younger than us. It's it's known and it's popular, right? But outside of that bubble, no one fucking gives a shit about the UFC or anything about it. Or this little prick that comes from it who won a few fights and then lost more. 
No one cares about that. And, and the shit he goes around saying and the damage he's doing to people, that totally outbalances his fame or his popularity. Because in, in that bubble, yeah, he's really popular. But you go outside of that. No, I don't think he deserves the glory he's getting. Maybe in the moment, because it's it's relevant, because it's recent that he was in fucking UFC and he's possibly gone back or whatever, but it means nothing. Like, it's absolutely, absolutely well, means fair, nothing. And he deserves no respect. Home, he, he has 22 wins, but he only has six losses. Yeah, and? You know, that's a good record to hold in the UFC. But so what? Like, actually, there's there's a lot better fucking records than that in the UFC. Yeah, Khabib. A lot, even more than that. Look, what about John Jones? Fucking even look, he's how many? How many wins and losses? He's twenty-two wins and six losses. Right. So say he had another ten matches and lost all ten. It probably would. He probably yeah, would lose all ten. There's people there that um, have twenty-five losses and thirty wins. Like I, I know Khabib. Um, he 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 bet him. Basically, he probably retired him, <laughs> but um, he hasn't lost a fight. Oh, no matter, I think it, the way Dana White thinks about it is, regardless of the wins and loss, I don't think there's any other fighter who has brought more money to the UFC than Conor McGregor. And that's just a fact. Like. No, and I'm, get you, I'm getting you there, but I'm saying to you, the UFC is insignificant. Your perception would probably be there's a lot of people in Ireland into that. But that's just because mm. that's your perception. Do you know what I mean? How many people actually watch UFC in Ireland? What's their ratings? I wouldn't know. Pay-per-view boys and shit. I guarantee it's nowhere near 50,000 for every match. Maybe on a yeah. big Conor McGregor match you might get 100,000. We'll check that out. But I'm just saying the insignificance of it outside of that uh, yeah. circle or bubble or whatever, doesn't it doesn't uh, equate to someone who, who should be allowed to go around doing what he does and saying what he says. It's the fucking shit he does. Yeah, I know. Like, like I'm not, I'm not condoning what the shit that he does is right. the shit that he does, you know, it's fucked up. And you know, person, he should be stopped. You know, like if he's going to court, he should get fined. He should get locked up. Whatever the fuck it is, you know, um, he's an embarrassment to this country. But the reason why he's that big is because he's more. I think he's more bigger than the United States than he, he is here. You know, as I said, the DFC is a lot bigger over there than there is here. Or he has made UFC more popular here than anything. Mm. You know that's that's what that's what that's what his fan base is all about. Would you think the fact that they, do you think they'd feel like uh, Lansdowne? Yeah. How many times in a year? No, he he, he hasn't fought in. Lansdowne. No, no, but that's what I mean. We have GAA fucking match. That thing's packed. How many people just fits in them bleeding stadiums? A lot of people over the eighty thousand, anyway. Yeah, they can fill that. No bother. That's a big sport in Ireland. That that's a big bubble. So I'm saying, if versus Conor UFC, McGregor went there in the morning to fight, he fill it. How many times a year? If he went the year, he fill it all time. All year? Yeah. Oh, right, I don't. No, know. yeah, because I reckon if okay, if you had him there once a year, yeah, uh, because you know UFC is not like a league. You don't perform every weekend. No, I get um, it, but, but it's the it's the point I'm making is, is like you said, UFC brought in more money as a sport in Ireland than any other thing, and I'm saying there's a lot bigger sports in Ireland than UFC. No, what I'm saying to you is Conor McGregor has brought more money into the UFC business yeah. than any other fighter. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, he hasn't brought. Or, no, obviously he has a good Irish fan base that follow him around. And I think his fan base is probably bigger in America than there is in Ireland. But yeah, fact, if he came off to Ireland just to say to fight Nate Diaz again or Khabib 
or even for uh, for the belt again. He definitely would fill any stadium in Ireland. You know, be, no, but I'm not. I'm not saying, oh, that's great and all. Like he's his personality is stinks. He's an embarrassment to his country. But that's just a fact. You know, if he came to Ireland in the Viva Stadium or any stadium in Ireland to fight, you know, for the belt or Khabib or Nate Diaz again or whoever it may be, he definitely will fill the stadium. With, no, with, I, with I don't see it. With an undefeated streak, yeah, I think it keeps people interested. But just to keep coming back and fighting, when you're losing all the time, you won one there a while ago. But what's the big attraction now? I don't get it. Just don't get it. Me, personally, I, I don't get it either. I wouldn't go to see it. I wouldn't say, let's go, Conor McGregor's coming off the Ireland. You know, let's buy tickets. For me, I wouldn't go see it. I think it's a cringe bag. Even there in that recording, you hear him, drop it now, payday. <laughs> or was it we're dropping now PJ and McGrath you fuck oh man you can hear the fucking nasal shit and stuff stuck he's out ahead probably on that you know but, but in that video he made sure to turn the camera on his private jet that wasn't an apology that that was a dig like here I'm being told by my sponsors here cop on but really I don't give in like yeah. you know but I have to say like PJ is really funny did you ever see him on radio uh, hear him on uh, Radio Nova no <laughs> oh, he fucking! I'm I, I used to listen to when I was off in Ireland. I used to love him. He fucking so funny on that. Oh no! Look, I did watch him on a on that show. He went around with the granny, and you know, I remember. Yeah, um, naked camera or something was a naked camera. I'll fucking stick it in you, you mad cunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come around, come around here, love. You know, we went into the butchers. Ah, come around here, and I'll give you a wallop. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, no, he's funny. But, yeah. But, he is funny, and he did go through some mental health. And for people that have a stab at that, it's the lows of the lows. You have to be a prick's prick, you know, especially when your whole family's gone through. What the fuck, like, you know, what a wanker, like. And then Paul McGrath, obviously, he's a legend in Ireland. Hmm. You know, obviously, he had home. You know, he I don't know if he still has a drinking problem, but obviously, he had a drinking problem. You know, and, to, you know, the throw stabs at him like that as well, you know. Barring him from it's the pub. A, Does he go into yeah. his pub or something? Why did he bar them yeah. from the pubs? But I they, don't know. If they, I don't even think Paul McGrath goes into the pubs, but he regular goes in and he, he has these people popping in. And, and since he took over to the uh, the bars, in fairness, like they've been packed. Like. Yeah, and but like to be fair, if you get barred from a pub, you're in Ireland, you just go, uh, grand, I'll just go to one of the other 10 million pubs in Ireland. You know what I mean? Big fucking yeah. deal. Barring people. From I the think. Pub. I, See, I think what people are doing now is going over. Oh, I'm in Conor McGregor's uh, bar, you know. Um, my brother went in there, you know, one time to do a delivery yeah. right into one of his pubs, and he has his UFC belt on show in one of the bars. Oh, really? And yeah, and he sent me a picture. I'm like, well, why did you send me a picture of that? Like, what's the story there? And he told me that's Conor McGregor's belt. Like, my think a fuck, like, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, to me, I probably have, I probably feel bad if I walked out of the bar and go, oh, do you want a picture of Conor McGregor with, with Conor McGregor's belt? I'm like, how you grant? <laughs> you know. <laughs> his pants are falling. I probably have a feeling to walk out like that because, you know, it's just like, I'm not a fucking puppy. You don't have to put your fucking hand up my arse, you know, or I have, I, you don't hold strings with me, you know. I really don't give a fuck, you know. If Conor McGregor walked past me in the morning, I probably wouldn't even say hello to him. Me neither, I wouldn't be arsed. I would be like, oh my God, fuck, that Conor McGregor just walked past me. Oh, Conor, what's the story? I literally couldn't give two fucks about him. Oh, I'll tell you one thing, regardless of his stupid fucking, stupid fucking video there, you know, you did definitely won. You know, Pomegranate uh, and JP Callow definitely fucking won that one. 
you know, to go around and pick at somebody. The minute you picked on someone's mental health, you lost them out. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. There's no way of going back. You can, you can paint it the way it is. You know, people that go through mental health, some people don't come out on the other end. You know, and it's disgusting for anybody out there to make fun of anybody's mental health. True. And the minute he done that, he lost the fucking battle. So he can, he can post how many tweets he wants. He can drink how many um, proper twelves he wants, more like tap out twelve because that's what he used to. Um, <laughs> he can do whatever he the fuck he wants. He can whack out ten million fucking apologies if he wants. He lost. Fuck him. Yeah. Lost. I I had no respect for him, but if I did have, it's just gone now. Gone out the window. Well, he didn't, so keep the window. Yeah, too. that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if I had any respect for him, it would have went out the window anyway. So if anybody has a respect for him, they should just fucking unfollow him and turn the fuck off. Yeah, we should trade him and Leo for someone else, some other country. Take one or two. Yeah, well, I'd give two down for a guard gnome. <laughs> you know, give me a guard gnome standing there with a fishing rod in somebody else's garden, and you can have Connor and Leo. Yeah, yeah, I just fucking take them. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah just look at you'd be actually doing us a favour if we take them and just call them English. Did you see Leo's video? Did you? His yeah, first... the one with kissing. No, that's old news, man. Yeah, he has uh, another one. Yeah, he's his first day in office. <laughs> All right. Oh, Jesus Christ. It came out there Saturday or something, whatever his first day was. Some weird day of the week. Um, yeah. And it starts off, you know. <laughs> Slow mo, like you know, he's standing in front of a memorial for the soldiers that died, like you know, the guy that died specifically there last week, the IDF or whatever. Yeah. And it uh, starts off that really sad, you know, and then it kicks into fucking, I don't know, Mission Impossible music. And he's uh, walking, tw- yeah, he's walking towards the Senate or something with four or five other people in suits in slow motion, looking like a fucking dick. I don't know what he's thinking. It's just looking for views, looking for votes, looking for the respect again, I think, you know? No, no, this isn't that. No, this is a Twitter fucking social media fucking campaign for younger people that that's all he gives a fuck about. He didn't give a fuck about anyone over 24. Oh, fuck him. Yeah, so uh, the good stuff of Fair Team went down on to the red line um, and the green line to um, ask the passengers about the health and safety. And uh, also asked them about the due role that the security has picked up, um, checking for tickets. And also, was it safe for them to travel uh, on the day and the night? Yeah, we've done it because we worked there and we know that when a lot of tweets came in, we wondered if half of these people even travelled on the loo. So we had an idea if we go out and ask them face to face that we'd get a different different kind of opinion. We didn't make anyone say anything, we didn't force anyone, but we just thought people actually travelling on the loo might not feel as negative as people on Twitter. And 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 the plus side as well, though, it was good uh, to go out there and hear other people's reviews, you know? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was good. Now, we, we okay. were going to play five people, but we talked to something like 25 and we got stats off them all and we'll tell you the stats after this. Do you take the lowest often? I do. I'd say I take it nearly every day. Yeah, I usually travel during the day. Not on a daily basis. Maybe five or six days a week. Uh, now, less often than before, but... Uh, Is that a reason being or uh, just for work-wise? I work out from home. You're working from home, which yes. is pretty awesome, isn't it? Yes, yes. Pretty good. So, uh, would you um, think the lives are safe to use? Most of the time. During the day is fine, I find, most of the time. Mm, I take my precautions, uh, because I know that sometimes in the night is uh, more dangerous. I, I usually take green line, that is more sure than red line. 
then I'm I'm fine. If I think that uh, there is people that can make some pain to others, I try to sit close to the driver. I feel safe in Lewis, yeah. Um, and what's the difference between the lines, the, okay. the green line and the red line? I feel like there's more, to be more kind of people, like antisocial behaviour on the red sometimes. Um, a little bit more safe on the green line than the red line. Uh, why is that? Just you get more individuals on the red line who are just a little bit rougher. Do you use the red line or green line? Both. Both. And prepare both of them. There is more security on the red line, I find. Uh, that doesn't mean that it's safer. I don't think it's safer on one or the other, but there's definitely more on the red line. Would you feel safe of taking the lows at night time? Mm, if I go alone, I prefer to take a taxi. Yeah, Would sure, you take yeah. it? And what's it like on the night out? Like, is it nerve wracking? Is it? No, it's not. It's nothing like uh, I would say the night links or anything like that. Not like know, that. It's, yeah, it's way more safe. If you're going out during the night, would you use the Lewis? And would you feel safe at night time? Just say if you're going out to like Dicey's or something, would you jump on the Lewis there and feel Probably safe? Probably with uh, a lot more people. So you wouldn't do it on your own. No, not me. Depending on what line you're on as well and where you're going. What do you yeah. think of the security thing on the dual road? Do you feel less safe or more safe with uh, Definitely, definitely more safe. I don't think it's their responsibility. I mean, I think their job is just acting as security. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, you can have they, if they want to hire uh, inspectors and go ahead. But yeah. shouldn't be doing both. That's what yeah. I think. Low rules yeah. because uh, if uh, people that must to must um, control the tickets. Yeah don't have enough power to do anything else yeah. or then I I can ask them protect me. But do you find the security being intimidating getting on the lows? I think it depends. I think uh, not not completely. Like they're not I wouldn't say the the guys are intimidating but uh, and you know they they they're intimidating if you don't have a ticket I'll put it to you like that. Yeah. I lost my phone a few times. Yeah. Left it in the Lewis and they hold it for me and get them back. Oh, yeah, probably, give it back that, to that's me. good. Yeah. Other time I lost a hundred quid. Yeah. And, uh, and I, t- I rang up the Lewis. It says the, I lost a hundred quid. It says, would be any chance to do? Would you find it on the Lewis for me? Yeah. And they found it for me. Oh, lovely. That's good stuff. And they gave it back to me. So you you, you looked at the security walk there on the Lewis and what they do? Yeah, what they do is great. And they keep it safe. Yeah. Do, that's yeah. good, man. Glad to hear it. And have you ever witnessed antisocial behaviour while you're on? Um, nothing, nothing too bad, no. Uh, I don't see it a lot, but I do see it uh, at least in the mouth. And do you think there's enough security on the loss? Probably not enough. For things that I read in Facebook, yeah. I think uh, Red Lewis must be uh, have more more uh, security. And I, I'd probably put more on the red line. And would you always have to take a bit truly? No, no, never. No, 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 not yeah, never. No, but uh, you know, sometimes you're bunked on. Sometimes you're just like, to be honest, I'm living there in Randland, I'm working in Harcourt, so it's only two stops. So if I'm running late and and the things just after pulling up, I don't have the time to get yeah. a ticket. I just jump on. And we we tell them the truth. I did actually a couple of weeks and ago. And are they fair with you? Ah, yeah. Are yeah, they fair? Like, will they, they squash the phone or will they give uh, you a fine? Not very often, but I wouldn't blame them. Because I know a friend, a friend of mine now, he, he was tapping on, you know, and yeah, he yeah. walks there in Stephen's Green, but he parked up there at Bad Alley and he, he was tapping on and it didn't work. Yeah. And he told him, and he was regular doing that and he still got the phone anyway. Yeah, you know, well, so. That's a little bit heavy handed, like, yeah. but I think if you're there with nothing at all, no yeah. card whatsoever, no ticket. I think you can't have no complaints. Right, so yeah. we let you jump on there. Thanks for your time, yeah, right? No Cheers, appreciate it. Okay, so when you uh, when you're sitting here, yeah, 
and the security come over I to you. I had a problem. My never life. had a problem. That's good. And they treat you well and they look after you. They look after me. Okay, slight change of plans now. Brian had to go, so we will comment on what we just heard on the next show. But thanks to Maria, Stefan, Abby, Charles, and the other guy, we won't mention his name. <laughs> We're not going to rat you out. Um, but I will give you the stats now. So 80% of the people we talked to said they feel safe in the daytime traveling on the Lewis. 40% said they feel safe at night. 60% said they don't. 60% also said they think the red line needs more security. 80% said they think the red line has more antisocial than the green line. 40% of the people we talked to don't agree with the dual role security. 40% did agree with the dual role security. 20% had no opinion on it. So split down the middle of that. 10% of the people we spoke to find security intimidating. And 60% of the people we spoke to have witnessed some form of antisocial behavior while traveling on the Lewis. Now to me, them stats are a lot better than I expected them to be. And it's good to see. And it makes it clear that the men and women there now doing the job are actually doing good. Nearly everyone we spoke to had something good to say about security. Nobody has any problem with security or the way they're doing the job. It's literally there's not enough security on the red line. That would be the only negative I take out of it. Again, if you want to remark on the 60% that have witnessed some form of anti-social behavior, that's kind of a high number to witness, but you could have a million security and you can't really stop them witnessing anti-social. It has to start before security can step in anyway. Right, that's it. Thanks for listening and thanks to everyone out there that took time to talk to us when we were out there. Our email is podcast at goodsoberfear.ie if you have any questions or if you want us to raise any topics whatsoever. Guts Over Fear podcast, hosted by Matthew Cullen and Brian Warner. No ads, no subscription fees, and no filter. Available on all major podcast platforms now. Follow on Twitter at GutsOverFearIE.